gentlemen, welcome back. 24's podcast, the best video gaming and sports podcast. According to Ketchup, we're about to die. I'm pretty young. I don't want to die young. I'm 24. We're bringing it back to 2012. Pause the music. Why? Because I was watching Solar Opposites and they were playing today. I was watching the Justin Rowland TV show on Hulu. The guy that made Rick and Morty. Also, you know, was in, what was it? Gravity Falls and I think Adventure Time. That guy, awesome guy, awesome creator, awesome voice actor. He played this song in Solar Opposites, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's a song that I used to listen to when I was in high school. Unpause my music. It's almost 10 years old. God, I hated music from this era. Everybody, pause the music again. I got I to gotta say this. I hate everybody that, was, that made a song that was essentially like this saying, we're going to die young. I was like, I don't want to die young. I'm only like... I'm, a, I, like, I'm, I'm a teenager. Why would I want to die young? Kesha's not dying young. She's still alive, right? I don't like a lot of these. I, I don't like these songs. I hate these songs. I am a Juice World R.I.P. I was listening to Legends Never Die Today. I'm a Billie Eilish fan. I'm not that big into Kesha. Unpause my music. I like Kesha. Pause my music. I like Kesha. I, li- I, I don't want to disrespect. I like Kesha. I just, I just don't like... I get it. It's a ser- it's a song lyric that everybody was like bumping back in the day. I like Kesha. I like I, it's going down. I'm yelling timber. I like that song as well. I just don't like. Let's live life like we're gonna die young. It's like how about live life like you're gonna die old and successful and in a mansion surrounded like like I I don't want surrounded by friends and family. How about that? How about you? How about you live a long, successful, happy life surrounded by people that actually care about you instead of by, like, like, I, like I, I don't want to die young. It's depressing. And even listening to, as an older person, it sounds depressing to be like, we're going to die young. It's like, oh, my God, no. Dear God, that sounds terrible. Oh, my God. Die old and surrounded by people who care about you. Unpause my music. There it is again. I got to pause it again. I got to pause it again. I mean, not to like, I mean, I mentioned Juice World, but I mean, like, fuck, man. I would, I'd really like to have Juice World back here. Fuck. Die young. Fuck dying young. Die old and happy. What's that fucking die young? Some dumbass shit. Unpause my music. This, this, this was not the song. Hold on. I mean, I, I was about to play. You know what? You know what? I, I just, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. I, I, I love Kesha. What's that song where she's like, I hope you find your peace. Falling. It's, it's praying, right? I love that song. I hope you find your peace. Falling on your knees. Praying. I love praying by Kesha. It's fucking, it's dope. She fucking nailed it. She killed it. Ah, and she, like the Grammy performer. I got to play it. I got to play it one time for the one time. I got to play it. I gotta play it. Hold on. I'm getting an ad. Why am I getting an ad? I... Oh, God. Two more seconds. Where is she? Like, she fucking... Hold on. Here we go. Here we go. is that killed it i love kesha i just don't like the song so i was like you know what i gotta i gotta i i gotta i gotta do this i gotta do this 
Oh my gosh. This is like a super, 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 super popular song that everybody knows, but it's like, I mean, hold on, hold on. This is like a stupidly popular song that I'm about to play, but uh, I, I just can't listen to lyrics with like, I can't listen to a song that's like, live life like we're gonna die young. It's like, no, please don't. Please don't. Shout out to Billie Eilish. Shout out to Belly. Maybe it's in the gutter where I left my lover. Where I left my lover or something like that. Shout out B. Eilish. B and E. I saw that thing that she did with Rain Wilson where he quizzed her on The Office. The Office TV show. Very relatable, I might add. Very relatable episode of whatever that was. In the back of my car. Anyways. Um, we're back. Probably a short podcast here. I'm watching Gundam Wing. I mean, I'm watching I'm watching and doing way too much stuff that I shouldn't be doing. I changed the intro song mid-intro in my intro to Bellyache. And then, nope, excuse me, from, what is it? What's the Kesha song? Live life like you're gonna die young. And then I was like, I gotta listen to Praying. And then I'm listening to Bellyache by Billie Eilish. I mean, you know, it is what it is. But, um. Billie Eilish fucking I like obviously she's awesome but it's just like she's like one of like her Taylor Swift Beyonce like Kendrick Lamar like real artists real artists in modern music ladies and gentlemen awesome artists deserves everything great happening to her right now shout out to B&E Billie Eilish fuck man she is such a great artist I was listening to uh, don't smile at me. I think that's what the album is called. I got it, like you know, I I got it recently, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is a super awesome album. You know, this is a really good album. I I like B. I, I like I like Billie Eilish. I'm a Billie Eilish fan now. I'm not a stan. I'm not a stan. I'm a fan. Fan is and stan is like the exact same thing thing now, right? I I, I don't know internet stuff that much. Unpause my music. Jesus Christ. Anyways. After a almost six minute clusterfuck of changing songs and reverting to songs and changing back to songs and I mean here's here's the best part of the song, it's the chorus. Right? And then the chorus is like, now I got a bellyache. Or it ends almost. Ah. Ah! Beautiful song. I love I love Bellyache. It's such an awesome song. I love everything on that album. That album is so fucking awesome. God, shit. Like, uh, like I, I, I mean, God. You know Jimmy Neutron, boy genius? Billie Eilish. I, like, Billie Eilish, girl genius. Absolutely fantastic job by Billie Eilish. Oh, my God. The only thing that she's missing is the gigantic hair and the brain blast. Anyway. What are we going to talk about? Well, because uh, I myself, well, well, pa pause the music because I'm, I'm all over the place. What are we going to talk about, honest to God, on today's podcast besides all of the music that I'm flip-flopping between? Well, I wanted to cover the NBA season so far. I wanted to cover the NBA so far because we haven't covered the NBA season at all, which is going to have me revert back to cable. I'm watching Gundam 00 right now. 
because I, 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 I watched a lot of sports today. I'll also enter with some softball news. Yes, softball. We'll talk. It's it's not like I'm following the sport that much, but I just I just got to talk about it because I saw a really awesome softball game. But um, we'll talk about the NBA season. What else do we got to talk about? Oh yeah, I, I like. I mean, I, I I've bashed the Raiders a lot. I will continue to bash the Raiders, ladies and gentlemen. Oh baby, uh, already a weird podcast today, but it it may get a little bit weirder. Strap yourself in. Buckle your seat belts. You know, on the roller coasters where you like pull down the thing that'll strap you inside your seat. Do that, because uh, we're either in for a good one or a bad one. Just I want you to be prepared either way, ladies and gentlemen. Roller coaster of a podcast. Good and bad stuff gonna happen on this episode of 24's podcast. Can you please turn up Billy Eilish and Billy Ake? Thank you. How could I? How can I fade her out during that part? Hey, 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 mixer, hey, producer in the back, can you please fade up B and E? Please don't do that to my girl. Don't do that to Billy Island. How awesome is Bellyache? Oh, my God. She just, you know, she just makes bangers. She makes hits. She makes great music. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I don't know if I would stand. I haven't listened to all of her music. I'm not going to lie to you. The more I listen to Billie Eilish, the more I'm like, man, do I, like, like, I know she's coming out with a new album. I haven't really listened to, to the new song that much. I heard, like, you know, pieces of it here and there, but I'm like, Do I want to get her new album? I got, like, do I want to get her new album on, you know, on on vinyl and stuff like that? I I don't know. I got to listen to it. I got to listen to more. I, like, I I, I just don't know. Yeah, there's no football on. There's no basketball or anything else on right now. They're going through SportsCenter. Yuck. Does anyone, honest to God, like, watch SportsCenter unironically? I mean, obviously, because it's still, like, a thing. But it's like, honestly, does anyone watch that unironically? Like, I feel like with how fast, like, House of Highlights literally will put out highlights for these games, like, literally seconds after the game is over with, I'm just like, do I, like, honestly want, like, do I want to watch, like, this football game? You know what I'm saying? Maybe not this football game, but do I, like, want to watch, like, an hour of, like, somebody going over highlights that I can literally watch on, like, the internet, like, stupidly quickly? You know what I'm saying? I, I, I don't know. I shouldn't be overly critical. You know what I'm saying? Oh, there's a lot of football. Ooh. You know, there's so—yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going through my, uh, my, uh, my list, right? 
my guide list on my uh, on my TV, right? And I'm just recording a whole bunch of football games. And it's like Saturday, you know what I'm going to do? I'm plopping my ass on my chair behind me, and I'm just going to watch football games and softball games and basketball games. Saturday for me is going to be a absolutely loaded, packed day of just watching football and watching softball and watching all of these other sports as well. Like I'm just making sure I don't got the, uh, the exact same football games, all right? That's the exact same football game. Just going to hit me with the exact same stuff, NFL Network. Really? Yeah, they're going to hit me with the exact same stuff. So <clears throat> let me kind of hit on what I wanted to hit on at the beginning of the podcast that I kind of hinted at as well. What I was hinting at was the um, the softball game that I – and don't worry, we'll get into the NBA and we'll cover the NBA and things of that nature. But I wanted to hit on – softball right because and I, like I, I'm not really a softball guy I'm not really a baseball guy but I found myself in the last couple of weeks watching excuse me watching softball and watching baseball right more specifically softball in like other sports that usually I wouldn't really be watching myself for no like for no other reason than just because it's like you know, it, it, it's just like, like I, I don't know what it, like, for no other reason because it's like, I'm not that big of a fan of, you know, of softball and or baseball. It's not really like I'm, you know, against baseball or whatever or softball. It's just, you know, they're just not my sports. I didn't really grow up playing baseball or softball. I, I grew up playing, you know, basketball and football. You know, the two big sports and, you know, you know, in America. But in the case of today, right? I'm sitting at home. I'm like, and by the way, I'm going over to Gundam because there's literally no other basketball games on. So I'm just like, I just, I can't watch Sports Center. So today I was at my, you know, I was, I was at the crib, sitting down, preparing for actually this podcast episode. And I was like, man, like, let's see what games are on. Let's see what games are on. Because it's like, as much as ESPN wants to be the worldwide le- leader in sports, sure don't broadcast a lot of sports on their main show, their main page, right? So I'm like, I want to watch some sports. I want to watch some softball. I want to watch some baseball. Maybe, maybe not softball, but I want to watch some football. Maybe. I want to watch something, right? So I'm like, you know what I'll do? I'll tune in, see what's going on, and then I see, oh, man, Alabama versus Tennessee softball, a, a sport that's essentially a branch off of a sport that I don't really watch that much, but I like I like baseball. But I'm like, I don't really watch baseball that much. And I was like, do I, will I even enjoy softball? You know, well, I enjoy this sport. And the short, sweet, and simple of it was an astounding yes. An absolute classic was played this afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It was, it, it's, it's very weird. It's like, I won't watch like college baseball or college basketball, but I'll watch college women's basketball. I'll watch college women's softball all day long. Talking about Ari McDonald. I think she's going to play tomorrow, technically today, because today is one o'clock. I'm gonna watch Ari McDonald with the uh, with the WNBA stars. Actually, ESPN won't freaking show her game, so I I'm shit out of luck there. But I do watch a lot of women's sports, ironically enough, or unironically enough, depending on how you want to look at it. I don't know. Is it ironic for me to watch a lot of women's sports? I don't know. I watch a lot of I watch both. And in the case of 
the uh, the fine young ladies that had played an absolutely fantastic game today, both for Alabama and Tennessee. Um, I had watched Alabama freaking be down, I think, two or three runs. Like, Because in softball, there's seven, not quarters, there's seven innings, right? So, and like the second or third ending, like Alabama was down like three to one or something like that. And they were down, they were essentially down by two runs, right? And Alabama freaking starts teeing off against uh, Tennessee. They get back into the game. Boom. Get back into the game, right? They get this almost insurmountable lead, right? Where Alabama, they get uh, this five-run lead. Not five-run lead, excuse me. This, like, five-to-three lead. And it's, like, top of the six, right? So this is when Tennessee's about to come on and start hitting. Their star-studded pitcher, Mahanan, Mont- Montana, Montana, what's her name? I got to look this game up. This game was super awesome. Her name, her last name was Flouts. And I was like, damn, that 14 sure can throw a softball. It's kind of like what I was talking about a couple of days ago with Clayton Kershaw, where I'm just like, I just like seeing that guy throw throw fastballs. I like seeing Clayton Kershaw throw um, throw, throw fastballs. I, liked, I just like seeing him throw baseballs, not even fastballs. I don't know the dichotomy between the, you know fastballs, sliders, curveballs, but I, I just like seeing Clayton Kershaw throw a baseball, you know. And I like that girl Flaus, number fourteen for Alabama. I really, really like her throwing baseballs, man, or softballs technically. Alabama softball, boom. Let me look it up. Do they have the player names? Because I'm gonna get. A lot of a lot of these player names wrong because again, I like I don't really watch like you know softball or whatever. What's this girl's name? Flouts. Fourteen. Here we go. Montana. Why can't I press on her name? It's like Montana or Montana. Yeah, it's Montana Fouts. Really? I screwed it up that badly. I think it is Montana Fouts. But Montana Fouts and um, Haley or Bailey. I think her name is Bailey Hemfield. Were absolute stars. Montana Fouts, like in the top of the six, they were resting her, right? She goes off the field. They're up by by like two runs, right? It's like five to three or even like five to two, I think. it was. I, I think it was five to two. It was like five to two, right? And, uh, and freaking Alabama gets this almost insurmountable lead. It's like top of the six. There's only seven innings. Essentially, they play this one inning. They send out essentially a reliever to, you know, because Fouts is having a freaking field day against Tennessee. Fouts sitting in the dugout. They bring out 44, who's their new, uh, who's their, who's their new pitcher, their reliever, I guess, right? So she's freaking struggling. She's given up three runs. She gave up a home run. It was bad. Like, Montana Faust is watching in agony as, like, all of the work that she's put in for the past, like, five innings is going down the crapper, right? So then she's like, I'm good. Put me in. Two outs. She goes back in, strikes out the first girl. Boom, they get out. Alabama freaking comes back. Bottom of the sixth inning goes up. And it was, like, five to – it was, like, five to – to three or something like that I think like I don't remember the actual score but it, it, it was Tennessee was winning they had it, oh yeah, yeah yeah it was like three to one or three to zero at one point and then Alabama had scored like 
three or four runs, and then they made it four to three. And then Alabama uh, let Tennessee back in, uh, off the mat, and then Tennessee, they get like two or three more runs, and then Tennessee's up by one run. And then Alabama, in the bottom of the sixth inning, freaking gets their lead back, right? They get out. Top of the seventh, final inning, freaking Fouts, Montana Fouts, freaking just against A. Alley Chapman, freaking just dominates the Tennessee Titans or the Tennessee whatever, volunteers, that's what they're called, volunteers. Freaking dominates. Awesome, awesome game. Jesus Christ. I was like, like literally I had, I was going to record this podcast and I was just like, I, like, I got to see a, one more inning. I got to see another inning. And then it, they just kept on playing awesome. And I was just like, I, I just got it. I got to see what happens. I got to know who wins. Awesome softball game. I'm not a softball guy, but I was a softball guy today. Loved it. Mm. I just took a gigantic gulp of water. Like I pretty much finished off my entire bottle. I got another one. It's all right. I didn't get a bellyache though. I didn't get a bellyache. I kind of did actually. <laughs> Never mind. I kind of did. Anyways, <clears throat> just thought that I would put that softball. That sounds weird. <laughs> I was like, I was about to say that softball goodness on you, but then I was like, that's gonna sound weird. But no, um, yeah. The Mont shout out Montana Faust. Shout out Bailey Hemfield. I thought her name was Haley Hemfield. Not sure, but yeah, whatever. Um, shout out to Alabama. Shout out to Tennessee because they fucking they fucking came back and they almost won that that softball game. That was awesome. I don't know why we don't talk. Like I'll I'll talk about you know softball. I'll talk about women women's sports anyways. Because nobody will. Nobody will. I'm like, if I have to be the guy that's going to carry the entirety of women's sports on my back, so be it. I'll do it myself. Nobody else is going to do it, so I'll do it myself. <clears throat> Anyways, let's get a little quickie in on the NBA. Right? So you probably haven't watched a lot of NBA uh, I haven't watched, I'll be honest, I mean, like, let's be, like, between the two of us, as, you know, show host, I don't know what I am, podcast host, I don't, I don't know, podcast host, you as the viewer, I mean, it's kind of debatable on who has seen more basketball, you know, this year, football's, I mean, I'm, I'm A-side, baby, there's no freaking way you've seen more football than I have this year, there is there is no way anyone who listens to this podcast or, to be honest with you, the majority of the people who talk about football have seen more football than I have this year, right? Like, I mean, I'm still watching football. I'm going to watch football. I got like three or four games recorded tomorrow that are last season games. Some of them, how, what games are? am I going to watch again? I got to pause Gundam. I'm watching Gundam right now. I got off of, I got to freaking pause Gundam, go to a different TV input to get my cable box, right? Got to pause it. Don't mind pausing it. But I'm going to pause it. Got to go back, right? <clears throat> Let me see. What what games do I got? I'm holding two remotes at the same time. I'm like that rapper that'll put stacks of, of money next to his ear and say, Hello, can you hear me? I'm talking into a bag full of money. Except I'm not talking in a bag full of money. I'm talking into my television remote. That's how many remotes. I got two for one hand. Two for both hands. Or one for both hands, I guess. 
Anyways, what games do I got tomorrow? This is on the NFL Network because I don't know of anyone who's going to rebroadcast certain games. What, what game do I got? I got Dallas versus Atlanta. I've seen this game a fuck ton of times. Hey, can, can we, like, can we get a game? Can we, like, get a game where Dallas isn't, like, I, I, I've seen this game way too many times. I don't want to see it again, but I'll watch it again. It's, like, the only thing on. And then the Basketball Hall of Fame enshrinement. I wanted to see fucking SMU versus South Dakota State. I wanted to see an actual football game. ESPN's like, nah, we're going to have the Naismith Memorial Hall of Fame, uh, Basketball Hall of Fame. They, ESPN is like, you know what? We're not even going to put the freaking softball tournament on. We're going to put, they, they were showcasing off the SEC. They're like, we're going to showcase off the ACC. I, I, I just want to punt some people. Oh, no, never mind. They, they will have it. It's at 6 o'clock. Never mind. I was early. Um, anyways, uh, I also have football game wise, I also have Philadelphia versus the Steelers and then Tampa Bay, the first game, Tampa Bay versus the Saints. That's going to be an interesting game because they got swept by the Saints. And I remember watching this game and predicting Brady was going to win it. He did not win it. It was very, very bad. And then, um, the other game that I got, again, I got four games. I'm going to, I have my remote that controls the cable box. I'm going to click through all the commercials and. Usually I can get through these games in like an hour and a half, probably, if I'm like really cooking. But, you know, we'll kind of see what happens. Then I got Atlanta at Tampa, and uh, that's going to be a fucking bloodbath. Oh, wait, Red Dawn. What's this again? Look how distracted, how easy I am to freaking distract. I'm like, I got to go back, and I got to see Red Dawn. I don't... Isn't that the movie about when the Russians, like, come over to America, and they, like, occupy America? And then the, uh, the teenagers... The teenagers, like, take over their town and they start the re the resistance or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> After foreign troops seize... And, and, it's, and this movie was, like, a 1980s movie, right? That got remade in 2012, right? With, like, Chris Hemsworth or whatever. So, in this one, instead of it being Russia, it's North Korea. After foreign troops seize control of an American town, a group of young people take refuge in the surrounding woods and launch guerrillas guerrilla attacks against essentially the foreign intruders that's that's what the movie is uh joss peck was in it weirdly enough like in chris hemsworth and his older brother spoiler alert chris hemsworth is his older brother he like dies at the end of the movie and then like joss peck says the line that chris uh chris hemsworth always was saying he's like we'll we'll be the freedom fighters or whatever it was oh my gosh it was it was okay <laughs> yeah i like i liked it i'm not gonna lie can i see it again red on again it was like it was made in 1984 right oh it's on hulu the first one was what about the second one is the second one on hulu it's on tubi yeah i mean yeah like josh peck was in it chris hemsworth was in it josh hutcherson hutcherson was in it as well that's so weird He's like Joss Hutcherson is like the guy that was in Bridge to Bear, uh, Bridge to Terabithia. I did not see that movie because I know, like when I was a kid, if I saw that movie, I was like, oh, man, I'm gonna cry because the little girl dies in that movie, and the kid is like his, uh, and that little girl was like his only fucking friend, and it's just like, wow, that it's kind of fucking sad. <clears throat> Anyways, I'm all over the place today. Let me. Let me swing back. Let me circle back, right? 
So talking about football, talking about basketball, talking about the NBA, right? So in the case of the NBA, right, talking about the NBA, talking about, right, like how much NBA I've watched. I've just started to kind of get back into watching about a game a day. It's nowhere near, you know, the amount of, oh, I mean, it's kind of close. It's kind of close to what I was watching when uh, when I was playing, or not playing, but uh, when I was watching football in the spring, right? So trying to watch about a game a day, right? Trying to get a pulse on the league. I'm, I have no pulse. I, I have no idea what's going on with the league. I have no idea who the good teams are. I have no idea who the bad teams are. Or more specifically, the good and the bad teams that are going to play in the playoffs. However, um, as far as I can tell, the the divisions or the conferences have essentially swapped, right? And usually this is kind of weird because usually it's the West that's the best conference. The Western Conference is usually the best conference. The Eastern Conference is the conference that usually sucks unless it has LeBron in it, which for the last, like I believe, three years, LeBron has been in the West. But... Essentially, the West, it doesn't have the same firepower as the East now, specifically because of the Brooklyn Nets, right? We know because they have James Harden, they have Kyrie Irving, Irvin, they have, or Irvin, or Irving, however you say his last name, Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving, I-N-G, Kyrie Irving, and um, James Harden, we know how loaded they are, and it essentially has created, in my opinion, this fatigue, because we all know what's going to happen at the end of the rainbow, and we kind of don't need to see the regular season for the most part. Like, the excitement of the regular season is essentially over with. We know who the playoff teams are going to be. We know who's going to um, to win this time around in the NBA, right? Like, go to the playoffs, essentially. There's not really a lot of reasons to watch the, the regular season, which is why I haven't watched the regular season. But it's, it's weird. It's like, even though I don't watch the regular season, I'm like, yeah, like, it's the basketball is still awesome. Like, the, um, the quality of the game is still amazing, right? <clears throat> so, in the case of the NBA, right, when it comes to the regular season and things of that nature, here are the Eastern Conference standings and things of that nature. This is, in my opinion, the most important conference. Probably the, the, um, the Eastern Conference winner will appear out of this division, right? So, at the one seed, you have the 76ers. At the two seed, the Nets. Three seed, Bucks fourth seed the Atlanta Hawks surprisingly enough I was surprised that I was like wait the Hawks are actually kind of good this year what the Hawks are going to make it to the playoffs with Trey Young what the Hawks are actually going to potentially win their first series potentially I don't know yet what and then you have the Heat who of course were in the uh the NBA finals that was weird I was like I remember, like, people were actually, like, saying, oh, yeah, the Heat are going to win the NBA Finals last year. I was like, you people are delusional. <laughs> if you think that the Heat are going to win, yikes, dude. Oh, my God. And then the Heat got absolutely obliterated by the Lakers, and I was just like, yeah, I feel kind of validated. And then um, you have the sixth seed. You have the Knicks. And then what you have is the uh, the play-in spots, right? What the play-in spots are essentially the 7th, 8th, ninth, or is it the 8th, ninth, and 10th spots, I think? I think it is the 8th, ninth, and 10th 
spots, I believe, or seventh, eighth, and ninth. It's somewhere around there, right? So you have these teams, right? That are essentially playing into the league. That are playing not into the league, into the playoffs, right? So what these slots are, what these like three slots, three, right? Yeah, three slots are essentially playing slots around like the fifteenth, which is today, or the I think it's the eighteenth actually. They'll start competing and they'll have these teams play in these play-in spots. I think the worst two ranked teams are going to play against each other and then the highest ranked team will play against the winner of the worst two teams. I think it's a single elimination tournament if I'm not believe. If I'm not, excuse me, if I believe, excuse me. So in the case of the West or excuse me, the East, it looks like the Celtics will be going up against the Hornets and or the Patriots, not the Patriots, the Pacers in a play-in tournament. And then whoever, like, is the winner of the play-in tournament, I think, plays up against, like, the one seed or something like that. I'm not really sure. I'm not only up and up about the rules of the play-in tournament. It is um, something new happening in the league to kind of, like, garner interest. I will say this. I really, really liked last year's um, uh, playoff games where it was, like, it, it was almost like the NFL where it was, like, almost a full day of playoffs instead of it just being, like, one or two playoff games. And you have, like, the NBA, uh, NBA TNT crew kind of casting over it. And I was just like, oh, this is fun. I kind of hope they do something like that. They probably won't. But, <clears throat> I mean, kind of talking about some of the some of the teams in the Eastern Conference, you have kind of like, 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 here's the thing, right? Without really seeing a whole bunch, this is me just going off of pure ignorance and knowing a little bit about the rosters and things of that nature. Listen, man, um... We can probably eliminate, like, like, and I, I love predicting things. I love talking about things and seeing what happens and what's true and what's not true. I think the Nets are coming out of the out of the East. I think the Nets are going to win the East, and then they're going to face off against all the uh, other teams in the West. We'll kind of talk about that in a minute here. But East-wise, I don't really see the, the Sixers beating the Nets. Unless something horrible goes wrong, knock on wood, it doesn't. I don't really see the Bucks coming out of the East. Like, I know a lot of people are talking about how, oh, man, you know, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo is going to be the next great basketball player in the NBA and all this other stuff. And then it's like, I mean, it's still Kevin Durant, bro. And it's technically right now, it's still fucking LeBron James, if you want my opinion about it. But <clears throat> in the case of... The Nets, they're the second-ranked seed. Oh, my God. They're the second-ranked seed in the Eastern Conference. And uh, it just, like, it doesn't matter. Like, placement doesn't matter. They're still going to fucking whoop the 76ers' ass. I'm also kind of surprised at how, like, weird some of the um, some of the, uh, the teams are. Because some of the teams are, like, barely above 500. And some of the teams are, like, a little bit over 60% or, or 600 or whatever. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm watching football. Maybe I'm just maladjusted to the NBA. Give me some time about the NBA. But, um, yeah, I mean, like, some of the teams that are going to be in the playoffs, especially in the West, they have, like, really, really, like, weird records where I'm just like, that's kind of weird. But <clears throat> Eastern Conference, to me, right now, um, a couple of weeks, I don't know how long the playoffs are going to extend into. I think they're probably going to extend into, like, July, right? depending on how fast they would have to get some of these playoff series through. And also, <clears throat> also depending on, like, how long some of these playoff series are, because, again, these playoff series can go to – I'm going to sit down here. These playoff series can also get to, like, 
you know, seven games, right? So we'll kind of see what happens when it comes to these playoff games and things of that nature. I'm, I don't like, we'll, we'll ha- it's a wait and see type of thing, right? Like, I don't really know if these teams are going to last very, very long in the playoffs. I don't know if it's going to, I don't know if they will last very long in the playoffs in the sense of like their games played. So, but I would bet like around mid to late June to like early July is when we start to see like teams start to freaking get eliminated in the playoffs or not uh, eliminated in the playoffs, excuse me, um, that we will start to see like teams, not even teams, but the NBA finals being wrapped up. So it looks like we're going to have about a month of like, awesome. We're going to start casting playoff games and things of that nature where we're going to look at teams and things of that nature. So this summer should be kind of awesome with basketball and stuff like that. I kind of, I got to kind of wonder, it's like, if you're the NBA, do you like consider like kind of having your schedule be here where it's like you don't necessarily you're not necessarily one to one competing with the NFL, but you're like you go and you transition into like the summer, which nobody is kind of dominating. Right. And it's like I get it. People want to hang out and like I, it is an interesting premise, isn't is it or is it not like it's an interesting premise that you would like. I don't, I don't know what the numbers would do in the summer. And maybe I'm not a TV exec, so I don't really know, like, if your numbers would go down if you're in the summer. But to me, it's like, if you were, it, like, to me, basketball seems perfect, right? Because it's like, no matter where you are, if you're in Texas or if you're in California or if you're in New York, if you're someplace hot as hell, you can then go inside in the AC and play and, like, watch basketball or whatever. It's like, I don't know. To me, it seems – I also understand that you want people in your in their houses or whatever – which is why you would then have the games at night to me at least. And then, then it's like, I mean, it's May 15th. So again, the, uh, the season is winding down. I don't know. It seems smart to me instead of having it like end up, I always hated how like the NBA literally ended the first week of like June. And I was like, no, I want the NBA to wrap up around the, um, around like, I mean, how you can do like July 4th and have like American paraphernalia or whatever. I don't know. That'd be cool to me. We'll kind of see. We'll kind of see what happens. Anyways, um, yeah, Eastern Conference, I'm predicting. I like really. I'll, I'll kind of like look at the West here, but I think the Nets probably have the uh, the NBA Finals as well, and Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving or one of those three, or James Harden will be the NBA, NFL or NBA MVP. Not MVP, excuse me. What's it called? It's Finals MVP. Speaking of the NBA MVP, it is a crapshoot of an award now. They have, like, absolutely ruined that award, to be honest with you, to me at least. Like, Nikola Jokic is probably going to win it. And it's like, let's be honest, he's not the best player in the league. Like, let's, let's just be honest. Like, the NBA has done such a shitty job of, like, voting properly with, with the voting of the NBA MVP that it's now, like, I mean, it, it may be Joel Embiid, for example, but everybody keeps on... Like, I keep hearing Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic. Like, Joel Embiid's team is actually, like, a good basketball team. And is actually, like, going to probably contend with the Nets this year, right? Like, the only reason why LeBron didn't win it was because he's he wasn't healthy for, like, a month and a half. And uh, the only reason why, like, Kevin Durant or James Harden didn't win it was for literally the exact same reason, because they were injured or hurt. But it's like it's it's the it's the exact same point that I'm talking about where it's like cool like you know you you have you know Nikola Jokic who's playing well but it's like it doesn't matter it's like he's not playing at the height of like 
he's not not at the height, but he's not playing on the level of LeBron when LeBron was playing, or on the level of Kevin Durant or James Harden, or I mean, hell, we can even take it to Kyrie Irving as well. I mean, and you, you can't give it to Giannis. You cannot give it to Giannis because it's like Giannis's team. Like the Bucks are kind of like irrelevant, even though they're like the third team in the East. Now, this is the clusterfuck that is the West, right? Where you have two of the teams that dominated the West for like the last 10 years, the Spurs and the Warriors. They're in the play-in tournament, right? They're the eighth and the 10th seeds, respectively. They got to get in the play-in tournament right now, right? Before they can actually compete. And, um, I mean, Stephen Curry is popping off and he's freaking strapping the entirety of the Golden State Warriors on his freaking back. And he's like, yes, I will fucking carry you guys and I will make sure that uh, we can go to the playoffs and things of that nature. But um, yeah, the uh, the Warriors are in a lot of trouble here. So, but but let's, let, let's look at the West, right? So let's look at the West. So the West is right now, it's being dominated by like... T- <laughs> it's being dominated by the fucking Jazz and the Phoenix Suns. Like, who would have thought that the Jazz and the Phoenix Suns in 2021 would be the number one and the number two ranked seed as of, like, right now? It's like the Jazz with 51 wins, 20 losses. The Suns with 49 wins, 21 losses. And then it's like the Nuggets are 47 and 24. If you literally asked me, like, a year ago, like, or not, or not even asked, but like told me like these three teams would be the first, second and third seeds in the Eastern or not Eastern, but Western conference. I would have laughed in your face and told, told you to get out of my face. Cause I'm like, that's, there's no way that happens. I'm like, what happened to LeBron? Like <laughs> what happened? What happened to the Rockets? <laughs> what, what happened? Wasn't James Harden paired with Russell Westbrook? Like, like what happened? Oh my God. Like, see how weird it's gotten in, like, literally half a year, you know? So, and um, also, by the way, the uh, the Clippers are the fourth seed. So much for that powerhouse of a basketball team, right? The Mavericks are uh, the fifth-ranked team. Trailblazers are always in the playoffs. They are the sixth team overall, and then it's the Lakers, the seventh, and then the Warriors, eighth, Memphis Grizzlies, nine. The, uh, the San Antonio Spurs, 10th overall in the Western Conference. Shout out to the Utah Jazz because I remember Shaq at like the beginning of the season for some unknown reason was giving shit to like Donovan Mitchell. And it's like literally the um, the Jazz right now are the number one seed in the uh, the Western Conference. So they're, they're probably not going to win because it's like they got to go up against fucking all of these really, really. I mean, they got Rudy Gobert. They're going to have – I forgot that Mike Conley played for the Utah Jazz. But they got Mike Conley, and then they got Donovan Mitchell, who has been absolutely fucking killing it. And then you also have um, Devin Booker with the um, with the Phoenix Suns as well. And, I mean, it's just – like, basketball is just so fucking weird right now and volatile because I, I – specifically in the West, which is what I, I, I would never have ex- – I never would have expected the West to be like – so volatile right now. Hold on. Um, something interesting is happening. Hold on. Hold on. So, Wong Lume. I'm watching anime right now. Wong Lume just got snapped. Not got snapped, but hit by uh, 
fucking one of the innovators for Gundam 00. If you don't watch the TV show, you literally have no idea what it is. Wong, Lun Wong Lume is a little bit pretentious. And it's kind of like, and she fucking, she fucking betrays everybody in the TV show. And she's just like this annoying character who also is like super, super important, but also is like double crossing fucking everybody. Like a lot. She double, she, she fucking double crosses everybody, bro. Like not like, oh, she kind of double, she, everybody she fucking double crosses. But again, like did, did she deserve to get slapped? Bro, it's 2021. I'm not going to say that. But, uh, no. Also, by the way, Memento Mori is about to happen. It's a really, really cool scene that happens in the TV show. And Gundam 00 just got the fucking double, uh, double O riser. And, I mean, a lot of cool shit is happening in the anime. You gotta watch Double O. Gundam Double O. It's on Netflix. Excuse me, it's on Hulu. You can't buy it anywhere on DVD. Trust me, I've checked. You can't buy it anywhere. Good God, dude. Get double O. Get yourself in the game. <clears throat> Maybe not in the game is like a proper way to describe it, but you know what I mean? Get yourself the fucking, you know, get the, get the fucking, you know, the, the, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Hold on. My computer is like super slow for some weird reason. Like it just took a huge CPU hit. It's like, why are you taking a CPU hit, my guy? It's like, you should be, like, what is running right now? Hold on. <clears throat> Anyways, sorry about that. Let me go back to the uh, to basketball here. So, once again, Utah Jazz is the one seed. I think the team coming out of the West, it could be anyone, you know? Again, I haven't seen enough basketball to have, like, a strong conviction on who's coming out of the West. But it's like, the West is so, and I talked about it. I was like, man, like, the West this year is super volatile. Or it's like, even the Lakers, man, who I thought that they would repeat, potentially, this year. They're the seventh seed. I mean, they again, they've been hurt. And they're, like, almost barely winning some of these games. And it's like, LeBron seems to, he's about to fucking gut it out through the playoffs. But it's like, you know, there's just so much – like, here's the thing. If I if you told me, to like, who I would bank right now, like, who's coming out of the West, I'm taking the Trailblazers, bro. I'm taking the Trailblazers. They're the sixth seed right now. I like Dame Drop. I like Dame Lillard. He makes it – He you know, it's in, in Portland. It's not game time. It's what? Dame time. You know what I mean. Best athletic rapper, athlete that's also a rapper – in the game, killing it. I got to play one of his songs when he plays playoff games now that I think about it. But, I mean, you know, Portland, man, I mean, they've been a really, really good basketball team for, like, I mean, for, like, five or six years. But it's just, like, the West has been so fucking loaded. Like, notice where all of the talent, like, literally, you had players coming from the West, like James Harden and Kevin Durant coming from the West, going into the East, and that's essentially what made the East a, uh, a more important, you know, maybe not the East, but the Nets, like, the most important team in basketball right now. And it's like, now, do I think that the Portland Trailblazers would be able to beat the Nets? Fuck no. Of course not. But 
it would be super interesting. But it's like, oh yeah, maybe the Clippers as well. But I mean, the Clips are the Clippers have also been like a really really bad clusterfuck as well. Clippers or the Trailblazers, I think are gonna are gonna come out of the West. You know, I'll you know I'll give it to the one seed as well. I'll give it to the Utah Jazz as well. Um, other than that, maybe the Phoenix Suns, probably not, but maybe. I mean, Phoenix, not Phoenix, the Utah Jazz, the Clippers, the Trailblazers. I don't think the Lakers are coming out. They get they're they're fucking banged up, man. But um, West is kind of volatile. I still take the East. I take I take the Nets, man, on everything. It would be really really hard. The Nets are coming. Like all these basketball teams are hurt. All these players are hurt, and it's like, you know, like I just don't see the Nets losing. I think the Nets are probably like they got a lot of work to do between now and when they win the NBA Finals. But if you were to tell me, like, yeah, like, the Nets are going to win the NBA Finals this year, 24, it's like, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all, bro. But if you also told me the Jazz, the Clippers, the Trailblazers would win it, I would be like, I was right. (laughs) Anyways, um, that's kind of the lowdown on what's going on when it comes to basketball this this year. I'm super, super jazzed about basketball and things of that nature. They're not basketball i'm just tired so i'll i'll just start saying a whole bunch of random stuff but yeah like you know basketball is back and again basketball will dominate you know the news feeds or whatever for like i don't know like again i'm super tired i gotta drink more of this more water lose my mind maybe it's in the gutter I, I don't know why I started to sing Billy Eilish. And now I've got a bellyache. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. <clears throat> My fears for the data. I don't know why. I don't know. I was like, I was thinking about this new, like, <clears throat> this new, what is it? Not this new, but, um. What is it? I don't know. I got to listen to that new Billie Eilish song. Because it's like, I don't know. I got to fucking, I got to fucking, like, make a decision right now. It's like, do I want to get the new Billie Eilish record or not? I don't know. But I just, I have not listened to that new single that she put out. And it was like two weeks ago that she put it out, too. It's like, I got to fucking, I got to go. I got to go right now. I got to make a decision. It's like, am I getting it? Am I Am I in? Am I in or am I out? On Billy Billy Eilish. I don't know. I don't like to be rushed. But it's like I have her website like on my like as a tab on my computer and I've just like for like a couple of days and it's just like I have the the album in my cart but I just I have not listened to it. I'll listen to it after the podcast is over with. Let you know tomorrow. So, let me kind of get into the nitty gritty, right? Let me get into, you know, let me, let's, let's transition back to football, right? I said that we're going to wind down football. And again, it's going to like wind down a little bit more, right? So rookie mini camps have happened. I'm not like, there's really not a lot to comment about. It's just rookie mini camps and things of that nature. But, um, I mean, I, I saw some people in no pads in jerseys and in helmets running around. So, you know, if that's, if that's your cup of tea, then yeah, there's a lot of it today. Um, some people put out better content 
some people only put out like 20 second videos on Twitter that essentially tell us nothing. I don't even like I, I, I always flame the Cowboys Twitter because um, their Twitter freaking sucks. I can never tell what's going on. I don't know why they think that like 20 second videos do are like better or are equivalent to like full on featured content that re literally doesn't take that long to produce. Like, I'm just like, guys, can we get like videos that, of things that are longer than 20 fucking seconds? Like, and you may say like 24, there's no fucking like, like, and then on top of that, the dumb thing about it is that it's like, it's, in, it's, it's in the feature or not in the feature, but if, like, it's in the form of like something that is like, I got a bitch about this for like a couple of minutes because as somebody like that edits for like a living, it's like, it blows my fucking mind that like, they literally don't have like a couple of really, really good shots of some of the, some of these players working. Like they, they had this, like the Cowboys Twitter, they had this video of like them showcasing off all of the rookies, um, new gears. And I could not tell you which numbers are which. And it's just like, guys, like, do you seriously have to take like they had a 30 second Twitter video with like all of these different players. And I'm just like, guys, like you need more than 30 seconds to show me who these players are because they didn't even get certain players. in. they like, this is the whole problem with the fucking Dak video a couple of months ago. It's like, why are you making a hype video in February for starters? And then on top of that, why are you also like taking so little time to like develop certain things? I just like, freaking made a video like for fun and stuff like that. I'm literally like fucking made a video the other day where I was like sitting and developing certain things, um, over the course of like the entire fucking video. And it wasn't like, it wasn't quick. It wasn't bang, bang. It was, it took like, it was a four minute long video and it took like four minutes to develop. It took like a minute to develop some things that would then be you know, showcased off in like the uh, the final 30 to 40 seconds of the video. And it's just like, holy shit, that's like actual planning. And then it's like, I see this shit and I'm just like, why am I not watching um, more players introduce? It can be bang, 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 bang. And it's like, I know you have hours of fucking B-Wool. Why not use the hours of B-Wool? I, whew, man, their, their videos, I, I, it's definitely the direction of the editing and not the editor himself or herself, but it's like, holy shit, make your videos better, please. Good God. It literally triggers me to have to like see shitty ass videos. Oh my gosh. Jesus Christ. It really pisses me off. Anyways, I got to listen to this new single. This new, um, what is it? This new fucking Billie Eilish single. She did it on Corbin or something like that. I gotta listen to it. I, I just gotta listen to it. I gotta burp. <coughs> Excuse me. But I don't know. I love Don't Smile At Me. I love the sound of it. I love the theme of it. It's an awesome, awesome fucking album. Maybe it's in the gutter where I left my mama. Now I've got a bellyache. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. Anyways. <clears throat> oh, yeah, by the way. I will say this, though. I will say this. I'm watching Gundam Wing, right? I'm watching Gundam Wing. Double L, right? This is why you got to fucking watch this TV show. It is 
especially the second season. Like, there's like this division in fans, on uh, on fans on like which season is the best. I mean, the first season ties into the second season, and the second season fucking finished. To me, the second season is the best season, but there are some stellar fucking moments in the first season. Like, I don't think that. Like, some people have these hard line stances on it. I'm just like, first and the second season is awesome. And I'm like watching this point in the second season where one of the main characters is about to make literally the exact same mistake that he just fucking made like a couple of episodes ago. And he fucking stops himself. It shows that he has made progress, that he has fucking developed. And that he is like, you know, and, and he's this really, really interesting character. He is a pain in the ass to deal with, but he is a very, very interesting character on the TV show because he represents this the side of things of like somebody who won't just go along with what like um with what the main characters are going through. I won't explain what's going on because it'll take way too long. But it's like he represents essentially the antagonist, maybe not the antagonist, but the antithesis, the people who are kind of against what uh what he's against right and he has this hard line stance and he's and he's he's super emotional about things and things of that nature and he has the right to be emotional because of the um like like what's happened in his life to get him to this point in his life and then it's like he he fucking is like he's he's trying to figure shit out right he is he is also a gigantic pain in the ass it's saji crossroads if you see in the TV show, but again, I gotta get my anime weight up. You know, it's like Castlevania season four came out today, and I have no idea what's going on. I like, I didn't finish season three, but I do like Castlevania. It's just like, it's like, it, it, like, like it's at a point where the TV show is ended for me at least. I was like, that's why I stopped watching season three. I was like, isn't it over with? Seems like it. <clears throat> Anyways, back to football. So today, right, I wanted to cut, and this is this is me bashing the Raiders again. I just can't, I just cannot seem to uh, to not get away with bashing the uh, the Raiders. But in this case, right, I w- I went over, I went back over, I I did my due diligence, right. I like to do my due diligence. I like to. I like to go back. I like to look at certain things that certain teams did and things of that nature. And, you know, and and make sure that, you know, I didn't just skip over something for the sake of skipping over something to make it seem cool, man. Oh, man, I skipped over this, man. Isn't that cool? I didn't fully do my homework because of how angry or annoyed this made me seem. Or not seem, excuse me, but this made me feel. But it was like I went back and I watched... Maybe not entirety. It was it was the highlights for the game, but it, it's it's a good highlight, you know, package or whatever. I think whoever edits some of these videos for the NFL Network should probably get a raise. I'm just saying. Anyways, um, <clears throat> I'm watching right. The NFL Network, not the NFL Network, but the Raiders versus the Atlanta Falcons, right? Again, bashing the Raiders once again. And I'm watching the Raiders and how they use Henry Ruggs the third, right? And I, I talked about it and I was disgusted when Mike Mayock was talking about, well, man, like the Raiders, not the Raiders, but Henry Ruggs, man, he's got to get his weight up. He's got to get a, become a better route runner. And I'm just like, no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. And I watched this game 
and I was like, I was listening to, um, what was I listening? I was listening to Logic, right? Listening to a little bit of hip hop, hip, a little bit of hip hop. I was watching this game, right? Seattle versus, not Seattle. Why did I say Seattle? Atlanta versus the Raiders. I'm watching that game. And it's like, I'm watching it. And I'm just like, man, they're doing literally exactly what I complained about when I watched the Raiders versus the Chargers and, like, the Raiders, I think, versus, like, Miami or something like that. Or was it, was it like, um, the Raiders versus the Saints or something? I don't, I don't remember who the Raiders were going up against. But I've seen, like, a lot more Raiders football than, to be honest with you, I would, I would like. And it was just like, there was this one point not even one point. There was this consistent point of like the Raiders on these screenplays that Henry Ruggs would have run in Alabama, right? Where it's like, oh man, it's Henry Ruggs out there, you know, pass catching or whatever and not out there blocking, right? On these plays, I would see Henry Ruggs not fucking catching the ball, but out there blocking. And it would like drive me up a wall. But then I'm like, how, like how consistent is this? Like, how big of a problem is Henry Ruggs not getting the football? Does John Gruden just, like, 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 what's going on, right? Like, is it consistent? Is it, is it just in these games that I saw? And then it's like, no, it's not. It, it is 1,000% consistent with what and how the Raiders use him. And I was super confused, right? Because I was like, they're treating him as if he's, like, the third or the fourth receipt. Not even the third. As if he's like the, the fourth receiver on the football team, right? And I'm just like, that's not right. That shouldn't be right. That doesn't make any sense. He's your first-round draft pick. He's, he's better than Terrell Williams. That's obvious. He's, in my opinion, I felt like, I felt like he was better than, than, um, than Nelson Aguilar. I felt he was better than Hunter Renfro. I, I, listen, man, I love Hunter Renfro. You will not find a bigger Hunter Renfro fan than this guy right here. I love Hunter Renfro. But, I mean, I, I thought he was a second-rounder, and he was taken in the third or the fourth or something like that. I was like, steal. Hunter Renfro is going to be, like, one of the the best slot receivers in the NFL someday. If not, to be honest with you, in fact, he probably already is. What was it? What are his yards? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm hyping up my guy, Hunter Renfro. My, Hunter Renfro is one of my guys. He's one of my guys. But he's not. he doesn't have the speed. He doesn't have the explosiveness. Uh, for example, a Jerry Judy. Not a Jerry Judy, damn it. A Henry Ruggs, which is why I'm just like, God damn it. I spelled, I got Hunter Run, Renfro instead of Ren. How do you, how do you spell Ren? There's two ways to spell Renfro, and I spelled it R-E-N-F-R-O-E, which is not Renfro. So he's never had a 1,000-yard season, but I think he could. I think he could. He's had 56 receptions. He's had, I mean, he, he he doesn't have great, you know, yards per catch, but they're good enough for him to get, you know, um, to get to 1,000 yards. Let me see his targets. What are his targets? What's his catch percentage? Again, maybe I'm wrong on this. What are his catch percentage specifically? Yeah, he gets 71 targets. His catch percentage is what? Yeah, 69 and 72%. So, I mean, again, he's a really, really consistent receiver when it comes to separation and just catching the damn football. But it's like, 
I would like to I would like to see Hunter Renfro be the more consistent catcher and the more consistent target as well as Henry Ruggs a third. Why the fuck did they not use this guy more often? I mean, some people are going to say, well, Henry Ruggs didn't have a great freshman season or whatever, but it's like, let me check out his. So Hunter Renfro has like stupidly high catch percentage, right? Like 69 to 70% is like, it's elite, right? Just in case if we're not on the up and up on that. Let me check in on Henry Ruggs here. Henry. Let me see his catch percentage here. So we had 26 receptions, 452 yards, and like two touchdowns. Let me see this guy. His catch percentage was 60, which is, it's not elite. It's not like as high as Hunter Renfro, but you'll take 60% every single day of the week. When it gets to like 50%, that's when it's like, all right, that's not good. But in the case of like Henry Ruggs, right, there were so many times, like even on the same series, right, I, I was like, I was watching this fucking series. It, it blew my mind away. Oh my God, it blew my mind away. It like, it literally made me upset to see it because it was like, it was after, it was two minutes left in the first quarter. It was after the Raiders had just picked off Matt Ryan, right, that they start running these screenplays, right? They run a screen to the left side of the field with Hunter Renfro, and he gains 10 yards. And then they run a screenplay on the right side of the football field with Nelson Aguilar on third and 10. And I'm just like, why? Why are you not running screenplays with, with Henry Ruggs III? And it's like, it's like literally, did you not watch him at Alabama? Oh, God. Oh, my God. And some people, like, I, I guess the, the excuse, not the reason, but the excuse to not use Hunter, uh, Henry Ruggs III, not Hunter, is, um, well, you know, 24, he's got to work his way into the Raiders. He's got to prove that he'll be a Raider or whatever um, in the league. Uh, he, he's got to prove it, right? 24, he's got to prove it. You, you just can't have a rookie just, you know, catching all those passes. And it's just like, first and foremost, that's a stupid thing to say because obviously – we just had that happen with C.D. Lamb and obviously Justin Jefferson. They were fucking catching passes and being great all season long. And they were rookies and they got targets. And Henry Ruggs III could easily get targets. Don't talk to me about rookie BS crap. I'm not here for it and I'm sick of it. So in the case of Henry Ruggs III, right? Henry Ruggs III, way too many fucking times, way too many goddamn times, had like had on this drive specifically was out blocking and not catching. And that made me so goddamn angry. It made me so fucking pissed off that I saw pretty much this elite speedster, elite speed, never be used to attack downfield. Their scheme would never be used to attack downfield. He would never get an opportunity to show what he can do in the screen game, not as a blocker. He's good at blocking as a wide receiver. Like, he, he is a willing blocker. I don't know why they constantly had him blocking when it's like, like, he can block. We Like, everybody and their mother who watched Alabama play last year knows that this guy can fucking block to save his life. But in the case of, like, Henry Ruggs, it, they just had this infatuation with blocking for him. And now it's like they just gutted their entire wide receiving core, and it's like, all right, finally he'll get his opportunity, hopefully. But then it was like, I was like, all right, 
what like what does he do with the actual opportunities that he's afforded to? What happens when he does have man coverage and he's one on one, like on the outside and things of that nature? I was like, what what happens, right? And I was watching this game and I wasn't looking for that information, but I got it, right? It's fourth and three. He has one on one man coverage, right? He's outside the numbers and he just beats his guy, bang off the line of scrimmage. I mean, he's there, he's playing. I think in press, and then he, no, he's not even in press. He's a little bit off, but he just lets him have the outside, which it's like, why? What, like, why? I mean, it's fourth and three, so you, I get it. It's like, why would you let him have the outside? It's like, because you're trying to prevent him from going inside, but there's a lot of traffic going on on the inside. The DB just gives him the outside, and Henry Ruggs just runs by him, and I'm just like, what is going on? What are you doing? And then he just says, bye, I'm Henry Ruggs. And then he's just, goodbye, right? But the thing that impresses, and he's gone. Henry Ruggs is gone. He's wide open. If Derek Carr just throws a perfect um, go route down the sideline of Henry Ruggs, it's a touchdown, right? It's like a 30, 38, 39-yard touchdown. Instead, what happens, and I like Derek Carr a lot, he misses this throw. This should have been a touchdown. It was not a touchdown. In fact, it actually turns into a fucking field goal. That blows my mind. Anyway, um... But Henry, down the sideline, I mean, he just beats his man. He's faster. Derek sees it. But instead of it being a go route, which it 1,000% should, and Henry Ruggs has already beaten the safety. He has a step on the safety as well. The safety is catching up. There's no way that this isn't a touchdown if Derek Hart throws a better uh, a better football here, right? But you'll take a 30, 40-yard completion on fourth down. Not 30, but like a 20-yard um, completion um, any day of the week. You'll take a 30-yard touchdown as well, but you'll take a 30, or not a 30, but a 20-yard completion uh, instead of fucking, you know, having a turnover on downs, essentially. But instead of instead of it being a touchdown here, the football, and it, because it, it should have been thrown out in front of him, the football is throwing behind him. So Henry Ruggs shows off his ability to track the football. He has to slow down, turn around, and then we'll catch the football, right? Which, of course, he does. He's Henry fucking Ruggs. And he just catches a fantastic back shoulder fade. He high points the ball. Great job by Henry. And when I saw this, I was like, whoa. Why aren't they attacking downfield more with Henry Ruggs? Why aren't they using him more in the slot to attack down the side, the seams and stuff like that and run these post routes or whatever you want to call them or these uh, seam routes or whatever? Like, why aren't we using Henry Ruggs just more in the running in the wide receiving game and he steps out of bounds but if he stayed in bounds essentially it would have been a touchdown but i mean he was losing his balance and he tried to reach for the goal line and stuff like that but he just he just lost his balance again because of the throw right and he just never really reestablished himself it wasn't his fault again he had he had done everything that he needed to do to essentially beat the db off the line of scrimmage and the Raiders just fucking, not the Raiders, but Derek Carr had just thrown a really, really bad ball. Because it would have been a touchdown if he threw the correct pass. Which is why I'm just so pissed off. And then they run the football. Which, by the way, I, I was watching this Raiders podcast or this Raiders radio show, right? And they were talking about how the Raiders want to be this power running team. Things of that nature. I just have to throw this um, this observation out there. Um on this play, they load up the left side of the uh, offensive line with two tight ends and Colton Miller out there. Is that Jason Witten? 
Um, yes, it is. With like Jason Witten out there blocking, and they double team like one of the linebackers. And I mean, I don't know the blocking scheme. They they double team. It looks like I think it's one of the edge rushers with two of the tight ends. And um, I mean, it just it, it it like it's a terrible blocking scheme because it's like it literally gives up other two other players right to just crash down and destroy Josh Jacobs. So it's just like I don't. And then on top of that, like, I think it was somebody. It was 7-4 who just, like, didn't do a good job blocking at all. Is that Colton Miller? Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, the defensive tackle just got off his block, and then it's like, wow, that sucks. I think it is on Colton Miller, right? Yeah, 7-4. Yeah, I mean, he just – he doesn't block the double – he just – like, like I see the hole that they're trying to create – but um, because the defensive tackle got off his block, it's just like, well, that hole isn't there anymore. So I get the double team block, but um, it would have actually would have taken the two linebackers out of the play um, that had actually made the tackle on Josh Jacobs. But Josh Jacobs had a cut to the outside where the two linebackers were waiting, and it just didn't work out well. But yeah, like once I saw that Henry Ruggs play down the sideline, that go route, I was just like, wow, like this, this is. This is fantastic for the Raiders. Why don't they use him more? And it's like, I don't know. Ask John Gruden. Ask the Raiders. And it's just like, I kind of hope they're like, we can't work. We we can't freaking um, work with, uh, with fucking Henry Ruggs III and they like trade him away to a team that actually will fucking use him. Because I'm like, please just do something absolutely stupid. And trade away like your best football player, one of your best football players on offense. <coughs> Excuse me. And just do some stupid shit like that. Do do be a Raider. And I talked about it during the the draft. I was like, just be a Raider. Just draft, just overdraft a football player instead of um getting football players where they actually should be drafted and things of that nature. Just do something stupid like that. And um, lo and behold, they drafted Alex Leatherwood in the first round, who was a second round tackle. So, anyways, Raiders still suck. I cannot wait to play them on Thursday night football. I can't wait for the uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs to absolutely fucking destroy them as well. Raiders, um, fix your shit, man. Probably not going to go to the playoffs for the fourth year in a row after, you know, being a perennial playoff team every single year, they took a sledgehammer to the O-line. They took a sledgehammer to their defensive, um, to their defense as well by getting rid of Khalil Mack. And then they took a sledgehammer and freaking destroyed um, uh, their offense by getting rid of all of their great offensive linemen and also um, getting rid of Amari Cooper as well. So that's that's fun. That's a lot of fun. So I'm pretty... I'm pretty tired. I'm pretty not stoked on the uh, the Raiders. Um, they just keep on fucking up and doing dumbass shit that I completely and utterly disagree with. Like, for example, not using Henry Ruggs to attack down the field. And they will probably more likely than not this year. I do not see how they can't or won't, excuse me, use Henry Ruggs the third. Um as a deep threat now, or even as an intermediate threat, it, like it just, it just blows my mind that they don't use him as like an intermediate, as like an intermediary threat. 
that they don't have some type of over-under fucking concept with Hunter Renfro and, 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 and Henry Ruggs or over-under concepts with Nelson Aguilar and Henry Ruggs that they just don't have any modern passing attack that will properly use Henry Ruggs as a deep threat. But, you know, I mean... It is what it is. Like I mean, it just I it, it I mean, it obviously makes me upset. Like it, it like I I'm gonna let me let me kind of look at the the Kansas City game. Like like because I, I don't I, I saw it. I think I think I saw it. Just give me like a refresher. I just gotta have a refresher on that game. Well, like we'll spend another like ten minutes, 10, 20, 30 minutes, looking at some highlights for this game. And I, I mean, I'm I'm very much aware that it is not the same thing. I am very much aware that it is not the equivalent of, um, of watching the game. I like as somebody who's watched a shit ton of football, who has watched it, I get it. It is not the exact same thing as watching the, the game. Okay. Now that we've established that, let me fucking like actually watch this game. So that way I can understand like what happened this year. Let me check it out. Oh God. Cause it's just like, it fucking blew my mind, bro, that they like actually won this football game. And it, and I think like Henry Ruggs was like one of he had like a couple of big plays in this game, like literally a couple. But it fucking like blew my mind like how awesome he was. And I think this was week 5. This was an Arrowhead. It was the Arrowhead game. So this is week 5, right? This is like literally start of the season type of shit. And it's like, it's literally, it's like, wow, I can't believe how awesome the Raiders were. I had based like my prediction of them going to the play, uh, to the playoffs solely off, maybe not solely, but at that, at this point, at at, like at midway through the point, they were like midway through the season, they were like six of like two or four or something like that. They'd won a lot of football games. They had like actually deserved like being thought of as a like legitimate playoff team or whatever. Right. But it's like the case of the Raiders, they fucking ruined it they played themselves you know they played me they said 24 you're gonna have faith in us you're gonna have faith in us that we're gonna be a proper nfl team or we're gonna win a bunch of football games watches your faith in us will be shattered and fucking destroyed here we go so again we're only gonna watch the raiders offense we're not really gonna spend time watching the kansas city chiefs offense just because it's like you know i don't want to be here all night and i am super tired right so god they run play action and then they run a screenplay to darren waller guess who's blocking guess who's blocking and kansas city reads it right because it's play action it's not an actual screenplay but henry ruggs is supposed to try and help clear out he's supposed to try and guard or not guard but block his man this is like one of the only times that he just doesn't properly block but it's just like why is Darren Waller not out there blocking instead of Hunter Renfro? Or not Hunter Renfro, um, instead of Henry Ruggs. It's just, like, beyond me. And he probably got yelled at by John Gruden. Uh, uh, Henry, why are you blocking somebody? You know, we just won't ever give you the football ever. 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 Let me just see this. There he goes, right? This is Henry. Yep. Another bad ball by fucking Derek Carr. And it's just, like, I, I, I just got to stand up. I just can't take it. Some point, it's got to be said, 
the Raiders are just garbage. I mean, they're just... Oh, God. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, my God. Like, I just... I just have to ask the Raiders, how many times did you send Henry up the field? How many times? Because it wasn't enough. You didn't send him up the field enough, Raider Nation. Not even Raider Nation. I'm pretty sure the Raider fan base actually wanted to send him up the football field. But it's like, this is one of the big plays of the game, right? One of the first and early plays of the game, right? It's third and 10, eight minutes, 54 seconds left, zero to zero first quarter, right? At their own 30, essentially. It's 29 to 30 yard line for the Raiders, right? They're in a bunch formation, right? The Chiefs are playing some type of off coverage. This isn't good news for the Chiefs because Henry Ruggs will just run straight by you. And again, right, if Derek Carr stops throwing back shoulder fades and throws fucking go routes with Henry Ruggs, we're not talking, oh, this is a completed ball for like 30 to 40 yards. We're talking about this is a 60, 70 yard touchdown because Henry Ruggs will just run straight into the football and is already past people. But because he has to slow down and turn around and catch the football instead of just running straight into it, uh, he, he, he doesn't get the touchdown off the rip. But even though this is a bad ball by Derek Carr, by all means, and yes, it's a completion, but it's not the proper completion. The completion should have been for an additional 30 to 40 yards and points on the scoreboard, right? Instead, it's like, uh, did I say a completion for 30 to 40 yards and a touchdown? 60 yards, 60, 70 yards and a touchdown, because again, it was at their own 30, right? Instead, it's like a 30-yard completion. I, I'm annoyed. But again, he beats, like Henry Ruggs just beats the off coverage. Just like, can we run this again? Can we just, can it be Henry Ruggs day? Oh no, we're going to check it down to the back on third and 17. How does that happen? How does that happen? Yuck. It's like three to zero. I do remember casting this football game because I remember the Mahomes play from like the rip, the uh, the first opening play where, it, where he had like, Throwing like a 80 or a 70 yard bomb to Henry Ruggs, and I was just like, wow, like that's ridiculous that Mahomes just did that. But he did, and he was awesome. Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Anyways, let me see this again. Third and one, play action. <sighs> Derek Hart just threw an interception to Darren Waller. And, you know. It kind of pisses me off because it's kind of like the Ravens offense where it's like, for some weird reason. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The Raiders are so bad. The Raiders offensive schemes and philosophies are so bad. For some weird reason, you know, I talk about like, like literally you would think that John Gruden would at like after seeing Henry Ruggs essentially beat like you know, the, um, the corner and then beat the safety and get behind the safety, you would think that he would just have Henry Ruggs attack down the field more often than not, but on the interception on third and one, instead of having him throw down the field to Henry Ruggs, he throws down the field for Darren Waller. And it's just like, okay. Okay. All right. All right. Sure. All right. 
you know, fine. You know, sure, fine. You know, it's not like you're going up against Kansas City and Kansas City. Like, this is why I'm like, I, I talked about it where I'm like, man, this is the potential of the Raiders. The Raiders, they can beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead. But I think more likely than not, this game was a fluke. And I get it, they won it and things of that nature, but this game, to me, it just it just reeks of, you caught him slipping, you caught him on a bad day for them. Good day for you. You know, fair play to you. But, um, holy shit, man, am I just, like, in utter awe. You want to know what also frustrates me? How little guys they will send down the football field. Like, what I mean by that, they will have, like, I mean, on this play, right? It's like 11 minutes, 58 seconds left in, in the second quarter, right? It looks like they're having, like, Darren Waller and, like, Nelson Aguilar, right? Attack down the field. And, like, Henry Ruggs is the check down. Henry Ruggs is the fucking check down. Why? Why? Oh, my God. Why? Oh, my God. Why is he the check down? Oh, oh God. Why? Oh my god. I got it like the, the I my my Gundam is over. The uh like I I ran out of space on not space, excuse me, but it's like the DVD is over with the three or four episodes that are on this DVD. They just finished playing. Let let me let me put it another one so that way I don't like so that way I don't have to just watch the Raiders fuck up using Henry Ruggs the 3rd. I got it like Oh my god. Give me a second. I was kind of talking about it, and again, I, I mentioned I mentioned something like this yesterday on the podcast where I'm more curious than anything, and usually my curiosity will lead me to unexpected places, and sometimes it's like I just will have a hunch, and I kind of just will like, well, let's kind of elaborate on that thought. Let's kind of pursue it to its, you know, to its conclusion and things of that nature, and then we'll see what happens um, at the end of the road. And it's like, this is the end of the road. Even in the fucking Chiefs game, right? In the Chiefs game, where they won, I think I'm like 100. I'm like 100 sure sure about it. I could be wrong, but it's like even in the Chiefs game, right? Like they still aren't properly using Henry Ruggs a third, and it's just like it's blatantly obvious that the Chiefs can not. For the love of Christ, cover Henry Ruggs III. And the, the Raiders are like, eh, we'll pass. And it's like, again, I think that Henry Ruggs III shouldn't have been drafted to the Raiders. I feel like it should have been fucking C.D. Lamb. I will say that forever. But it's like, even with that thought occurring and things of that nature, it's just like, dude, you're not even using 
him correctly. Which it's just, it blows my mind. It will always blow my mind. Like, they had Henry Ruggs in motion, and he was the check down, essentially, right? He wasn't, it looks like he was told not to go up the field. It looks like that's what the uh, the scheme was. Give me, like, two seconds to watch what was going on. I rewound, like, three fucking times to just, like, make sure that I saw that Henry Ruggs was the check down, essentially, right? So, yeah. So they have Darren Waller and Nelson Aguilar attacking downfield. And it's just like, I get it. Darren Waller is one of the league's best tight ends. So I I fucking get the like fascination and infatuation with Darren Waller when it comes to um, the mismatches um, that you can potentially get while using him, um, the potential... The not even the potential really, but just the um, the uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess the like the mismatches that you can get with Darren Waller, the um, the 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 big catch radius as well that you obviously have with Darren Waller. Like, there's just so much that you can get with Darren Waller that you can't get with a lot of other football players. So, I get it, right? I, I'm not like oblivious to. Oh man, why are they using Darren Waller so much in the passing game? In fact, I I understand it and I love it. But what I hold on, I just got the new I just got the new intro for Gundam uh for Gundam Double O. Cause usually it's like if you're a weeb like I am, you know that most anime will have like two different intros, right? In a season. Like they'll have the first intro and then they'll have the second intro, right? And it's like, I just got the second intro. It's not as good as, hold on. I'm like, is it as good as the second intro or as the first one? I think it is. It actually is pretty good. All right, maybe I'll play it again. Super weed. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty fucking good. <clears throat> Anyways, I lost my train of thought while nerding out to um to Gundam, right? And to anime and stuff like that. What is this? Oh yeah, it's the fucking Bushido guy. It's the fucking masked character that they like for some weird reason, I'll say this. For some weird reason, Gundam always has to like shoehorn in some type of masked character, and that masked character will be the villain <laughs> like it's so weird or one of the main antagonists maybe not the villain but like a main pro not protagonist but a main antagonist will wear a mask like and it's one of those like masquerade masks as well where it's like that you know it's one of those masks that doesn't cover their entire face but it covers like a portion of it i think in this case it's the mask that the um that the guy wears is like a bushido bushido mask right so, so it is kind of like a samurai mask, but it's like half of a samurai mask. Anyways, um, here we go, right? So, once again, Henry Ruggs has been hard to contain when it comes to the Chiefs' ability, you know, to stop him from attacking down um, the field. The Raiders are like, eh, we'll pass on notifying, or not even notifying, but um, accepting that information. And look at this. They run an over-under concept with 
Nelson Aguilar and Darren Waller and it fucking works. I'll I'll be damned. <laughs> I'm like, I'll be damned. And uh, they get another fucking touchdown against the Raiders. And Nelson Aguilar in the end zone is playing dice and stuff like that. I'm like, I'll be damned. It worked. The play where they were using Henry Ruggs as a check down. I was like, I'll be damned. It worked. Excuse me. Still like 10 to 14. And again, man, I'm, I'm telling you, like, off the rip, lucky. Like, lucky. Because I don't know, I don't know how the Raiders are going to win next year against the Chiefs. Like, I, like, and this is the reason why I'm just like, I don't understand how the Raiders are going to beat the Cowboys next year. Because the Raiders, even, even though they fucking lose this game, I have no idea how because it's 10 to 14 in Mahomes. Like, the reason why I'm like, I don't, like, they lose this game, and I don't know how they lose this game because Mahomes just scored th- his third touchdown of the first half. It's 21 to 10. I'm like, how do they lose this game? And then the Raiders are running it. Oh, that's how. The Chiefs just missed a bajillion tackles against 23, the running back. Right? I'm like, oh, yeah. The Chiefs defense is not playing well at all today. But it's like, I mean, like, like I just, I don't understand how the Raiders, oh, wait. Yeah. And then they scored another touchdown, Darren Waller. They also had Henry Ruggs as well, but it looked like Derek was reading. Yeah, they had Henry. Henry was wide open. They put Henry in motion and nobody had covered him whatsoever it looks like let me just check one two three four five six seven eight nine really four five six seven eight nine ten what i'm like i i counted i got two different numbers so you have five, five oh my god i'm so stupid yeah it is ten so i'm like i guess Where's the 11th guy? I'm guessing he's like on the left side of the field where Henry motions, I'm guessing. I'm guessing. I don't know. I don't see him anywhere. But yeah, it's a touchdown. Yeah, there he is. I just saw him. Yeah, he was on Henry's side. I was like, where's where's his defender? I don't see him. But yeah, it's a touchdown for Darren Waller. Like after, I think, a big play or something like that by the Raiders. Let me see if they use Henry Ruggs properly on this play. It's like third and two. Yeah, he's away. Yeah. Finally. Finally. Yep. Finally, finally, thank you. Thank you, Derek. This is how they win, right? I'm like, I'm like, this, it's a bunch concept again, and they, for some weird reason, like to run Henry Ruggs outside in these bunch formations. And um, as soon as I was like, as soon as I saw like Henry just like take off and the DV, I mean, first and foremost, the DV is giving him like six, maybe five yards. And when I saw this, I was like, yeah, he's going to run straight by you. I'm like, this isn't good. They blitz, by the way. Kansas City does the pass protection, keeps up. There's no safety over the middle of the field because he's in the box. And then Henry Ruggs just has a bajillion steps on the uh, on the DB, and uh, he's gone. And once he catches it in space, and because he like he does have to slow down to catch it because again, Derek Carr has underthrown him. But it's not so underthrown that he has to like. It's not a back shoulder fade. It's still a go route. He just has to slow down. But because Henry Ruggs is super 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 fast he slows slows down a little bit and then he just takes off and then the, 
And then he takes the proper angle on the DB, just can't fucking touch him. And it's the second touchdown of the day. And, I mean, it's fucking easy for Henry Ruggs. Super fucking easy. It's 24-21 to 21 right now. Mahomes. This is, like, the only time this year that his defense really let him down. We're just like, wow, that's not good. Like, at all. Like, you cannot be giving up, like, 21 points in a quarter. With the defense, I think, having a turnover or something like that. Yeah, but this was just a bad day in the office against the Raiders where it was just, like, they just kept on slinging these really, really... Oh, God, Jonathan Abram. Where they just kept on slinging the ball down the field and the Raiders' coverage was just not good. Not the Raiders. The Chiefs' coverage, excuse me, was just horrifyingly bad <clears throat> i got an ad so i gotta watch it I'm watching the raider not the raiders but the chiefs in the red zone yeah mahomes isn't the reason why they lost because they're once again inside the red zone with like 54 seconds left something happened where now it's like third and goal at their 14 at the raiders 14 mahomes isn't gonna get this he's trying to look for something in the end zone, and you just there was just nothing there. Let me see the Raiders now. All right, let's see what's gonna happen with the, the Raiders. For some weird reason, Henry Ruggs is lined up in the slot. Derek Carr steps up, and Trent Brown cannot block to save his life. Oh no, they run a stunt. Never mind, wasn't his fault. They run a stunt. The guard essentially gets taken out of the play. Wasn't Trent Brown's fault. Excuse me. Never mind. My bad, Trent Brown. Wasn't your fault. Wasn't your fault at all. Raiders have to punt. I thought they won this game by like two scores. Didn't they? I'm not sure. We'll see what happens. We're about to see. Looks like third and two. Another play action. Check down to 45. And he fucking trucks, I think, Brashad Breland, 21, third and four. What? I mean, they get the first down, but I'm just like, why isn't Henry Ruggs on the, like, they get the first down, but it's like, why is he not on the field, bro? On third and four. Ten ones, a like shoddy jerk route. And it's just like, that could have been rugs. Why is that not rugs? I'm just complaining now at how little time. It, like, like literally they have one-on-one -on -one coverage up top on like third and one. And instead of it being rugs, it's Nelson Aguilar. And I'm just like, oh God. They, they ran it and they didn't get it. But then they run the quarterback sneak on fourth and one and then they get it. I'm watching the red zone. It's just them running the football essentially yeah they're just like yeah we'll just run the football until we just either you know get into the end zone or we don't so we'll see what happens yuck is anyone else like maybe i'm overreacting do you have a problem with how they use rugs like isn't it ridiculous that they will just like Maybe I, I shouldn't I shouldn't put my own perceptions on you, but it's like I don't know, man. Like, am I the only person that that just thinks that it's weird? 
Or am I just overreacting? I don't mind if I'm overreacting and I need to tone it down a little bit. But I don't think I am. Because it's just like there's times where I just am like, why is this person attacking down the field? Why is that person attacking down the field? When it's just like literally a guy that ran like a 4-2-8-40 is on the sideline and he's just watching. Or he's the check down. Or whatever the case may be. And it's just like. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, and then it's like I'm watching this clusterfuck of just a situation with like Derek Carr, where Derek Carr in like third and eleven at the Chiefs' thirty-five yard line. It's another bunch formation as well, and I'm just like, where is Rug supposed to be? It looks like he. Oh my god! I talked about it yesterday, where it, where it's like the Raiders offense literally gives me indigestion why is rugs the check down why is he so much why is he so consistently the check down for the for for the las vegas raiders why on this play is he the check down that's just the thing that will blow my mind every single day where it's just like on this play on 30 and 11, instead of having him attack down the field, it's Hunter Renfro and, like, Nelson Aguilar. And it's just like, why, dude? Why? You don't even have to have him run these, like, deep routes. Just have him fucking run intermediary routes. And they're like, we'll pass. We'll pass. Oh, God. Oh my god. It just it just sickens me. Mahomes, by the way, essentially threw like a pick six and I mean it's essentially over with. At that point the Raiders will go up forty to twenty four. And I don't think the uh the Chiefs can win this game at all. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm acting like this, this game is going on right now, but, I mean, it literally went on, like, five months ago. And the game was close, and then it just, like, got out of reach with, like, turnovers and then big plays that the Raiders were able to get and things of that nature. And then it's just like, wow, I can't believe that the Raiders are beating the Chiefs at home. At home, by the way. <clears throat> well, we'll see what happens. See what happens. But anyways. Oh wow. Mahomes is stupid. <laughs> I'm like, Mahomes freaking is like scrambling, buying time, like has a rusher in his face, casually stiff arms the rusher, and like freaking finds seventeen in the back of the end zone on a two point conversion. Oh no, not seventeen thirty one. The running back. I'm just like, good God. Mahomes is stupid. Stupidly good. Then the Chiefs defense isn't doing anything. Third and three. I was about to say four. Play action. Again. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I have to take off my glasses. I cannot believe I just saw that. I cannot believe I just saw that. Oh, my God. Oh my god. Oh sweet fucking Jesus. 
Oh, I'm closing my eyes. I don't ever want to see that shit ever again. I. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Why? Why, John Gruden? Why do you do this to me? Why, John Gruden? Why? Why do you screw your players over so hard, man? Why, John? Why? He has, on third down, instead of his speedsters. Again, I don't know why John Gruden likes to, for some weird reason, have over-under concepts with freaking tight ends. But he does like to have over-under concepts with tight ends. Specifically, one of the slowest, most unathletic tight ends. And I love him to death. Jason Witten, future Hall of Famer. One of the slowest, most unathletic tight ends in the league. He's like, yeah, just run an over-under concept with... Um, we'll have you run an over-under concept with Darren. And it's just like... Why... Let's see if they get it. It's just like, it's just, it's it's the principle, man. It's the principle of just not doing the proper things. And it compounds, right? Because they didn't beat Kansas City again. They didn't. And then on top of that, right? Like, they didn't go to the playoffs when I had them making the playoffs. I was like, you guys, like, their schemes got worse as the season went on. They didn't get better. Right? So in the case of third and three, right, and, and I hate it how they are so, like, they are always in these fucking jumbo packages where they'll have two tight ends on the field or three tight ends on the field. And it's just like, why do you have so many fucking tight ends on the field when, like, you're missing out on one of the best positions that you have on your football team, which is wide receiver, specifically with Ruggs. He's not even on the field right now. Do you want to know why Henry Ruggs isn't on the field? Because they have three fucking tight ends! So yes, I'm very upset about what's going on with the Raiders. They run play action. They send all of the tight ends. It's an over-under concept that's run well enough where it's like Derek Carr has the first down. But it's like, literally take Jason Witten. And, and I mean, he doesn't even go to the... Guys, fuck. Oh, I gotta take a walk. I gotta take a walk. I gotta take a walk. Oh, Jesus Christ. I gotta fucking take a walk. It's just like, I mean, like Derek Carr doesn't even read the over-under. He doesn't. I gotta take my glasses off because I don't want to break them in half. I don't want to snap my own fucking glasses in half. I'm going insane watching the Raiders offense play. Oh my god! He doesn't even read the over-under concept! He takes the fucking chick down! Oh my god! Oh, oh my god! Oh, the Raiders' offense is so bad. Oh my god, he doesn't even take... He doesn't... He doesn't read the over-under concept that he's supposed to read. He takes the check down on third and three. He reads the over-under concept. It's a first down! It's a first down. Oh, my God. Do you want to know what he does instead? Do you want to know what, what Derek Carr does? Instead, he takes the check down. 
He takes the fucking check down, bro. He takes the check down. Oh, my God. And do you also want to know what happens? Do you also want to know what happens? Because, like, he, he doesn't get the first down. But, I mean, like, we're talking, like, every single, like, almost all of his options on this play, because the defense just doesn't cover it very well, almost all of the options on the fucking play are open, and he takes the guy that doesn't give him the fucking first down. Oh, my God. I talked about how much I liked Derek Carr, but it's like, I've seen so many plays of him just, like, underthrow people, of just make bad decisions, and I'm just like, Derek, fucking throw me a bone here. Derek, what are you doing? Take the over-under. The whole play design is designed to happen right in front of your fucking eyes. If it's there, take it. You have three guys. There's not, there's the linebackers, not the linebackers, there are three guys that have dropped deep into coverage for some weird reason. They're not guarding to the line to gain. Two guys are, and they're guarding the middle of the field. There's going to be somebody who's open just because of the numbers advantage that you have. And you take the check down, Derek. What are you fucking doing? Derek, what are you doing? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's 87, and he's not even reading the center of the field. Oh, God. Oh, my God, Derek. What are you doing? I mean, granted, it's fourth and one. And, I mean, it's an easy, like, it's just easy to gain. But it's, it's again, it's the principle of just, like, why? Why is this not a thing? Why are you not, why are the Raiders not better? At doing basic, basic, basic shit. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, man. Basic shit. Not overly complex, overly difficult concepts. We're talking very basic things. The Raiders seem not to be able to do well. Oh my gosh. It just uh, it it makes me very sad to be a football fan. I'll I'll say that. It makes me very sad that I have to sit here and like fawn over maybe not fawn is the best way to describe it, but like complain about how bad the Raiders are as a football team. And it's just like, I mean, we can literally do this every single week. Like, literally every single week. We can literally, like, roast the Raiders. It can be it can be a, like, a weekly thing that I do. Where it's like, weekly, I will fucking talk shit about the Raiders. But I don't want to. Because it'll get stale and it'll get boring. And I don't like to make, you know, I don't like to make my whole like thing be about fucking roasting things or whatever but it's just like oh my god it is just i hate the raiders i hate what they do i hate it i hate i hate john i hate his concepts i hate love him i love the personality on tv but good god do i hate 
his concepts. His concepts on offense give me fucking indigestion. I know I've used that analogy a bunch, but it is very accurate. Like, I feel like I'm going to, like, keel over a toilet for the next hour because of how bad his concepts are. And how sickening they are. It's like I have salmonella poisoning. And it's because of the Raiders. Ugh. Ugh. Yuck. Anyways. That's a podcast. I did not expect to go two hours, but, you know, the Raiders also probably didn't expect to go eight and eight last season. So, you know, world is filled with surprises, you know. <clears throat> Anyways, I'm peacing out. Thank you for tuning in once again. Thank you for listening to me ranting for like 30 minutes about the Raiders. I am sick of it. And I will probably, ah, God, I mean, we'll probably, like, have to talk about the Raiders for an obscene amount of time. I don't know. Because they're just, I mean, when are they going to fire John Gruden is my question. When are they going to get him out of his chair is my fucking question. I'm tired. I'll see you tomorrow for probably I'm going to play some Tetris here. So I'll see you tomorrow for Tetris. All right. I'm peacing out. Bye-bye.